Welcome to Permanently Resident, a podcast about the ups and downs of living abroad. My name is Robin. I'm from Brighton, England, and I'm living in Richmond, California. My name is Jose. I'm from Simi Valley, California, and I'm living in Tokyo, Japan. This is episode 11. Uh, Today we're talking about uh, cross-cultural dating, part two. And today we're getting a lady's perspective. So I'd like to welcome our special guest today, uh, Megumi Sujita. <laughs> Can you introduce yourself? Hi, um, I'm Megumi. Uh, I'm from Shizuoka, Japan. And um, I came here uh, a year and six months, seven months ago. Um, I'm working in Hayward, California and living in Fremont. Okay, so welcome. So we're going to start off today talking about um, some of the things we mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Megumi listened to what we said, and uh, she agreed with a couple of points and disagreed with some others. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Megumi, what's, what is uh, something that you agreed with us on? Um, I agree that um, uh, Jose said that um, about the argument, mm-hmm. the Japanese people don't really have big argument um i agree with it mm. um we don't really have a big like loud argument with each other so what do you guys do when you argue megumi what is the usual thing what about i mean no no I mean, what what do you do what do you do yeah other than the argument? I mean, every couple has an argument here. You know, the stereotype of Americans having an out, shouting, you know, you're so-and-so. No, you're so-and-so. <laughs> right. Japanese couples have the same problems, right? But Yeah. So what do they do if they have a big problem then? Well, they do. They do have an argument, but it's not like mm-hmm. an aggressive one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think we do really quiet and well sometimes really emotional but not like here i guess mm. don't you so, don't you sometimes feel the need to kind of if you've got all those emotions built up either mm. positive or negative mm. don't you sometimes feel like i just got to get this out mm. yeah i feel yeah i sometimes feel that but you just don't uh. <laughs> So, Megumi, no. if I could, if I could ask you specifically, what? How about you? When you're having an argument, when you get in a fight with your uh, partner, how do mm. you specifically act? Like, what is your specific action, or how do you go about? Um, um, I will talk this about later, but I don't. I'm not good at expressing mm-hmm. what I'm thinking and feel in my mind, mm-hmm. so I go really quiet. <laughs> <My mode. laughs> Yeah, but I, um, I don't say it, but I try to show it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. 
I got it. Okay. What, what about what about Jose? What about you and Akari? What's have you ever had a really big argument, or has that just never happened? <laughs> it happens all the time. Uh, all the okay. time. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, just normal, normal, normal. Like uh, okay. once every few weeks, maybe something like that. Is that is that too much? I don't know. What well, What do you guys argue about? Oh, usually about uh, the housework. I think, even though we don't live together, like when we're together. That the housework mm. is one mm. one um i don't know just a really small one is like the other day i i got the water and i i was really thirsty so i grabbed it really aggressively and poured it too quickly <laughs> so, <laughs> ridiculous things like that small things that like is that. that is unacceptable <laughs> that is completely unacceptable oh, because because japan is calm so I should act more calm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's uh, let's leave that one by. Um, so what? What? Another thing that Megumi mentioned, but this time she said that she disagreed with what we said was about forgiveness. I think you said before that you thought the, um, you know, Judeo-Christian culture would influence how um american western europeans deal with forgiveness and you thought that that was different in japan but megumi told me that she thought that that wasn't true oh really okay yeah um but we we i'm not really on quite sure about the culture of christian like forgiveness yeah. but we we do on um, we we do say i'm sorry when you do do something wrong and Oh, it's okay if I forgive. So um, I think we do have that kind of culture as well. So Megumi, I want to say like, yeah, I mean, apologizing is like the Japanese uh, national pastime. <laughs> so you'll hear. Yeah, we, yeah, you, yeah, you do that too much, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear Japanese say sorry for everything. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, sorry, we do. Sorry, sorry, yeah. But I think. <laughs> I think what I was trying to say is that those things are mm. very surface. Like I bumped into you, I'm a little late. It's always I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But mm. I, for for really deep hurts or deeper level things, I mm. I think what I see is Japanese my the Japanese person is more like I'll never forgive them <laughs> or I'm I'm done with it. I'm done with them. I'm done with this kind of for for really uh. deep. So you're right. Japanese people are really easy to forgive for surface level things. But what do you think about what I'm saying about like deep, deep things? Deep thing? Yeah. Deep. And, um, well, uh, it's really hard to say because, um, isn't it depends, depends on what, what level things you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. But I think, I think Jose's point was like, really here you know in the united states i you should the message is whatever your partner's done you should try to forgive them i think is that what you were saying Jose? i mean basically whatever people do in general you should forgive them i mean you don't exactly have to accept them back you know as your partner or you don't have to be their friend mm -hmm. but you just ex forgive them in your heart i guess but in japan like for example like if your partner uh, cheats on you, you know, or something, or your partner says something really, really terrible to you, you know, maybe, mm. maybe it's like, 
I, I yeah. won't them. I'm done, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand now. Yeah. Do yeah. you think that's true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Okay. That's good to get so, perspective. <laughs> so, I mean, Jose and I, last week, we talked about some of the things that were maybe a little easier, some things were a little difficult, more difficult about dating people outside of our own cultures, whether that's people from Japan or elsewhere. Um, so what's your perspective? You've, you've dated a couple of non-Japanese people, right? Is there anything that you enjoy more about that or is easier than dating a Japanese person? For me? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, in Japan, um, they're um, still gender role like stereotype things mm. so um women should do the things and men should be like that mm. something like that so we still have that kind of things and i i think the western people have that kind of thing less yeah maybe it depends a little bit on where you are um Mm. Maybe California is a little bit more progressive in that way. Um, Jose, what do you think? I mean, Megumi, would you be okay with, with uh, if you came back to Japan, would you be okay with uh, being in a typical gender role? Would you would you mind being mm-hmm. a housewife and being married to a salary man who came home this late? <laughs> and would that be uh, I don't think I can, uh-huh. I can go back to, to Shizuoka. Okay, that's uh, well, it's maybe really, Tokyo or something. Well, yeah, maybe Tokyo. Uh-huh. Um, I never been, I never lived in Tokyo, but um, I think it's it's more um, it's more free, and there are a lot of um, um, there are a lot of foreigners there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of values. Okay, values are different. Mm. So your answer is no. Then you couldn't go back and be a housewife. No. Oh, <laughs> you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> what about being married to a, a hardworking, uh, typical salaryman? Would be so tough for you. And, um, I mean, that's one of the reason I mm-hmm. I came here. I well, um. People would think that on what I'm doing in 30s and I'm just working and single and why don't you just get married? <laughs> and I didn't really like that kind of thing. So that's why I'm here right now. And it might be really hard to just go back to the things. Mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is there anything else that you enjoy then about dating a non-Japanese person? And, and you, <laughs> and uh, he, he gives me a lot of compliment. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is that a typical of a Western man, Jose? Do you give Akari a lot of compliments? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I give her compliments here, here and there. <laughs> I'll call her later and see if that's true. <laughs> so these are, what, is, what is a really tough point about dating Robin? Connected to him being a Westerner, though. 
Are you want to focus on the negatives now? I was just soaking up that praise. Not because of his personality or anything, or who he, or he's English. I mean, well, I just mean like English. He's a foreigner. So what's tough about dating Robin specifically? Um. You put her on the spot now. (laughs) She came to the hot seat for a reason. (laughs) Um, I'm not. I'm not used to um, British English, so I <laughs> I um, ask him many times sometimes what what he means and he Americanize um, his English. Yeah, sometimes I Americanize my English, so it's yeah, easier to understand. Yeah, it helps a lot. Okay. Cool. And some specific phrase that only in in UK and yeah, sometimes I don't really understand so. <laughs> But he explained, yeah. so that's not a problem. Yeah. yeah. You also you also told me that you sometimes you know you have to because you know in in Japan maybe people don't express their feelings directly, but people pick up on how each other how the other person feels just because you pick up on those subtle cues. Yeah. But if it, you know if you're not Japanese then you obviously don't know those cues. So is that sometimes tricky? Mm, yeah, for me, um, um, I don't really um, express my, myself, like what I'm feeling. So um, as I said that I go really quiet, <laughs> I don't really say, say it. So it, it's kind of difficult to um, just say what I'm thinking and what I feel right now. So we sometimes talk about that. Mm. I think for, I think for me at least, and I think I've said this, I think I said this before, you know, I spend quite a lot of time around, um, you know, non-native speakers. In fact, you know, most of, most of my time over the last five, seven years has been spent with non-native speakers. So, I think maybe I'm just more aware that I need to do that all the time and not assume that uh, somebody means something when they say something a certain way. Mm. Mm. What about, how's that going? No, no, no. I just think, uh, you know, we, I kind of shifted over to the negative, but I think there, there must be a lot of positive points, right. About dating, dating a foreigner right so i'm wondering i'm wondering what megami is is seeing as far as the positive points uh positive things yeah yeah oh mm-hmm. oh yeah um um i like um eating eating out too and um you know when you date with someone on um, who is from not your own country we yeah. can share their food especially food mm. you never had before yeah. I like it. Okay, so he's he's treating you to some some foreign foods there. What is he cooking for you? And taco, burrito. <laughs> now he's Mexican <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> Typical English foods. <laughs> well, I we did get some crumpets though, right? From Trader oh, Joe's, yeah. we got some yeah, crumpets. Yeah. That was a while ago. So that's okay. a typical English food. <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't. <laughs> afflict people with english food but that's one of the few english foods that i feel like it's worth trying <laughs> so you got any to try a meat pie i i actually cooked 
shepherd's pie for him. Yeah. But <laughs> I had to tell I had to tell her that her no, you could cottage pie, right? Oh yeah, cottage big, pie. Yeah. I had to tell her that it wasn't authentic because it tasted good. <laughs> <laughs> How about Robin? Has he experienced a lot of your Japanese foods? Uh, I tried uh, Neapolitan pasta. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I guess my biggest surprise was how how much ketchup <laughs> Japanese cuisine uses. Yeah, on rice too. Oh yeah, I've had some on rice as well. Um, you gotta watch out for some of those pastas because some people, some Japanese people, will just slip some soy sauce into the pasta without you knowing. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Confirmation. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but um, but I guess I guess you also mentioned on the that that can also be a challenge sometimes, right? Because you're used to doing things a certain way, mm. cooking a certain way, eating a certain way, mm. you know, going about your daily life a certain way, and then suddenly there's somebody who just yeah doesn't know about that. Mm. Do you guys say like itadakimasu in in San Francisco when you guys eat together? Uh, I say I, I normally say it as a joke, but uh, yeah, you do, yeah. Akitakimasu. <laughs> wow, yeah, you butchered that one. <laughs> yeah, and then when we get home, tadaimasu. <laughs> I'm still improving. I'm still improving my accent. As <laughs> okay, but yeah, I think I think perhaps more than other Japanese people. Megumi, you're a little bit more flexible with those kind of things, right? Yeah. Um, when yeah, many of many people on can't not live without right rice. Yeah. <laughs> you know they they eat all the time, and even even if they're traveling, mm-hmm. they really miss it, and they go to Japanese restaurants <laughs> to yeah. have it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm really flexible about the food, so. Mm-hmm. Like I've met a couple of I've met a couple of Japanese people who told me that if they they get sick if they don't have rice every day they get sick, <laughs> which I found a little bit difficult to uh, <laughs> to believe. But apparently that's what this happens to them. I heard some Japanese people they'll go like on a business trip and they'll like take a little one kilo two kilogram bag of rice in their in their luggage there, <laughs> just to cook <laughs> when they're overseas or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe some people do that because maybe the rice is on exp- expensive. Yeah, <laughs> Depends yeah. on the country, so. Imagine <laughs> well, well the, this isn't a Japanese example, but my mother does that with English tea. <laughs> she, wherever she goes, she'll always take her own tea with her because she doesn't trust the local. <laughs> su- she doesn't trust the local supply. <laughs> Smart. Because, you know, like Costco in the United States, I think most of the rice is from Southeast Asia, like Vietnam or uh, Thailand or something. So mm. I'll make into like a curry like, oh, you know, I really like some jasmine rice or some Vietnamese rice. And she'll just like, she'll just make a face when I mention another country's rice. Like, ah. <laughs> So what about you and Akari? Have you ever discussed moving to the United States? Do you think she, do you think she'd be able to survive? Um, from a language standpoint and a, and a cultural standpoint, I think she'd be able to survive, but there's a couple of big things. Maybe, maybe driving is one of them. 
maybe uh, mm. finding a job would not mm. be easy. Um, and I think a big concern uh, that she has that probably many Japanese people have is safety. Mm. Mm. Do you feel safe with me? In Fremont, yeah, <laughs> but not oh in Oakland, San Francisco. Uh, in the city. Yeah, and well, to be clear, Fremont is like a quintessential American suburb, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah. really safe. Um, yeah, I, I was I was really surprised when I um start living there um that I could still walk outside at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I couldn't do that in the states but i can still do that yeah around in my neighbor neighborhood mm-hmm. mm. Okay. Mm. so so to bring things to a little bit of conclusion what what do you prefer and why dating japanese guys or dating non-japanese guys of course non-japanese why is that or <laughs> oh my god because <laughs> um i feel i i can learn something new and and i like learning new things mm-hmm. from like new culture and new food and i think i can um um i can be good at express myself <laughs> mm. yeah i think it's a good thing all right well th- thank you so much for joining us today Megumi. Mm-hmm. thank Jose, you do you have any final comments or questions no, just uh, I look forward to meeting you when, when you guys come to Japan, Megumi. So yeah, make sure to get Robin out here as soon as possible when, when this okay. situation comes. Oh, yeah, I'll try. Mm. <laughs> Sounds good. Yep. Okay, welcome back. This is uh, episode 11 of Cross-Cultural Dating, A Woman's Perspective. We have a new guest for the second segment. Uh, Robin, unfortunately, is tied up, so I will be going solo from now. Our next guest is Sunny Ten, who is Taiwanese and is engaged to a Taiwanese-American. Hey, Sunny, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Jose. Thank you for having me here today. Good. Maybe you could tell our audience a little about yourself and also how you and I met. Oh, sure. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Sunny. I am originally from Taiwan. So I was born in Taiwan and raised till like I was 15. And then I moved to Canada. I uh, stayed there for around eight years and came back to Asia to work. And now I am on my sixth year in Japan. And me and Jose, we, and, uh, we met in our MBA program <laughs> in Tokyo. Good. Have you, you're almost done with your MBA, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I still have one more month to go, then I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I ask you quickly, how, how has the MBA experience been and what, what's, uh, what have you really gotten out of it? Uh, well, I actually really like it. I think it's very practical. It's like uh, it teaches you a lot of uh, things about how like, business like in real life. I think we learn a lot from each other and also from instructors. So it's not like about like, you know, research or the academic part. And then I think it really helps you to see things in like different perspective. Like you start asking yourself more questions. Like when you see like things run a certain way, like you ask yourself, so how is the finance for this done? Like how do they have this business idea? Mm-hmm. And then how would they succeed? So I think it really kind of inspire you to think differently. 
Okay. Yeah. Think differently, like Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's the importance of first step. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. So yeah, I wanted to ask you about your your fiance. Um, so how did you guys meet, by the way? Uh, so we met in an international church in Tokyo. So uh, yeah, that church is in Lopongi. Okay, that's great. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of churches in, in Tokyo, surprisingly, right? You wouldn't think because you think like Japanese society is not very, uh, you know, doesn't have a lot of Western religion, but there are, right? A lot yeah, of and I think, yeah, because there are a lot of like foreign like population like in Japan as well. And then uh, I think it's probably, um, I mean, like I think churches is uh, like a community where a lot of people gather. And then I think it plays kind of important role as well. Like when you are in a foreign country and then you don't have your original community and then you want to kind of be like in an environment to be like you're familiar with as well. Okay, that sounds good. And I think for you, maybe uh, religion plays like uh, some kind of role in when you're forming a relationship, right? Like, would it, would it even be possible to form a relationship with someone who was not religious at all? Yeah, like, uh, I have always, like, uh, wanted to date a Christian, but then actually, uh, uh, like, my fiance is kind of one of the first like christian i'm dating uh, so okay <laughs> so, i mean because there are so many things you're probably like looking for in a relationship and then i know that religion is very important to me mm-hmm. but at the same time i think if you also have like other criteria like how well you guys can i, I think sometimes it's hard just to you know have everything you want so i kind of see the balance you see if this person is like open or not so mm. i think even if not christian but he's very open then not kind of fine with that as well but now i certainly do see how having the same religion is helping like if you two have the same core value it mm-hmm. makes a lot of communication and yeah easier as well yeah, I think it's interesting you you point out that having the same religion makes it easier to have a relationship, right? There's not yeah, a yeah. there's not a divide. And also, you both are Taiwanese ethnicity. So yes. that that probably makes it a bit easier. But you're still in a cross-cultural relationship because yeah. he is Taiwanese American and you mm-hmm. are basically Taiwanese Taiwanese. I don't yeah. know if that's the correct <laughs> phrasing. Um but there still must be some some gaps, right, between a Taiwanese American and someone who is more native Taiwanese, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there are still um, quite many like differences, like in terms of how we were brought up. So mm-hmm. his parents went to the U.S. like uh, when they were young, and they got married there and get first kids. And then my parents, you know, they never left Taiwan because when I was in Canada, I was as an international student. So I think my parents, although they are in Taiwan, but I think Taiwan, like nowadays, are getting more and more progressive in terms of the way they think about stuff. Mm-hmm. While I think uh, his parents, as an immigrant to the U.S., I think they had difficult time trying to make a living, and then they have, uh, you know, tried to hold on to their origin, tradition, and then have a lot of expectation on their kids to succeed. So mm-hmm. I think just you know the influence that we uh, we two got from our parents, I think are very different and also play a key part in our life as well. Yeah, that's an interesting point because you said his his parents immigrated to the United States and they're trying to hold on to their their uh, you know their roots, their home, 
their home values and culture, right? Yeah. But, but do you think as they try to hold on to those values and that culture, do you think it's kind of stuck in time? Because you were mentioning like Taiwan is, mm -hmm. Taiwan is progressing and the people are progressing mm -hmm. and the values are changing. But as immigrants who move mm -hmm. to a different country, the values they're holding on to are just kind of frozen in time values in a way. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, but I think having those kind of roots is very important mm -hmm. like to them because like for my parents, they probably don't have to think too much about it. Yes. But like when you are in a foreign country, you don't have your roots and then you've been living there for so long. Like, how do you identify yourself? Right? <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's probably also like an identity things as well like because my uh yeah my fiance shows me how he used to have like identity crisis and then I, mm -hmm. I heard about that word before but I never thought like someone really have that kind of experience because I used to envy people who you know were born or grew up in, in the western country they speak very good English and you know they just playing the culture so well Yes. Uh, yeah, I really hear what he's saying because, you know, I'm also, uh, bo I was born in Peru, but I was basically right. raised in the U.S., right? I see. And I think for a long time, I didn't feel exactly American because what, wow. what is the definition of an American? Should it be a white mm. person? Should it be um, someone who's born there? But of course, mm. if I went back to Peru, I don't feel Peruvian at all because right. yeah. <laughs> I didn't grow up there. So I, I don't know what's going on, you know. Uh -huh. so. So you have to find your way into kind of a mixed identity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never thought so much about it until I met him. Yeah, so it, it's very interesting how, like, I got to understand, like, the mindset of people with this kind of mixed experience or, like, identity. <laughs> so so uh, in your daily life or just when you're, when you're with your fiancé, um, when do you really feel the cultural differences? You know, when do you really see it? Uh -huh. What, you know, what context? Well, I think first of all, I think lifestyle is different and your perception of stuff. So lifestyle, let's say, so he like to go to like gym to do like weight training. He goes like four times a week. But mm -hmm. I, I kind of barely go. I go. I try to go like once a week, and then just kind of out of obligation to make myself like more healthy. Mm -hmm. So I think like probably in the North America, it's uh, very normal for how guys go to gym and stuff. But it's not as normal in Asia or just to get on any kind of specific diet like keto diet, low, <laughs> uh, yeah, low carb diet, high fat. I've never gotten the diet so he's very into it so i'm not as into it so uh it's uh one difference and then also uh -huh. i think like friends that we hang out like for him like it's normally mixed gender so it could be like guys or uh girls or it could be like couples but for me most of my friends here are like female yeah so that it's uh kind of lifestyle difference and also i think perceptional stuff i think uh, yeah, last year um, he was talking about like, oh, we will get engaged and then because of his work, he has to leave Japan. Then he's like, oh, we get engaged and we leave Japan. And then I was like, oh, if you are not committed to re this relationship, I'm not going to leave Japan with you. And I think that comes from the different perception in, uh, for engagement because mm -hmm. engagement isn't a big thing in Taiwan. It's just like a rule trope. People kind of do something, they don't even do it. 
But I know in the U.S., it's like a big commitment you are making already for your relationship. Really? I, I didn't know yeah. engagement is not <laughs> a big commitment in Taiwan. I think it is in Japan, yeah. though, right? Oh, is it? Yeah, in Taiwan, like it's it's really different. Like, um, you, I don't know if you do this in the U.S., but in Taiwan, it's more like oh, you, your parents, and for, from the guy's side, so you go to the girl's uh, house. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah with your parents and then you kind of say oh we want to marry our son to your daughter like uh, is this fine with you that kind of things yeah and for probably in the u.s is more like just for the young people if they're both fine you know the guy could you know get the blessing probably from the parents so they uh and then like he can propose so actually when he we got engaged just last last week and then before he proposed he actually called my parents and I think my parents were shocked. So <laughs> he made a speech. And then he said there was like 15 seconds silence. Like, because my parents didn't know what to say. They never know this kind of stuff. Yeah. So in Taiwan, basically, is engaging just to like announce we are really official, we are serious kind of thing? Or I don't even know if people actually, I think some people do engagement, but I don't think everyone does it. Yeah. And then if, even if they do publicly, uh, some of them, it's more like, as I say, it's parents meeting parents. It's not just about like two people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, differences yeah. in kind of engagement culture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so you're, you're living in Japan and I know yeah. from my senses, you're really well adapted to Japanese culture, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been with you to like a, a public office before and you were speaking Japanese, you were doing documentary. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's true <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. it was like the the city hall or something right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So i could tell like okay she, she doesn't even need an interpreter she's totally fine but but i think you you're mentioning now you your fiance is making a life in japan right yeah yeah so he's crossing another cultural boundary how, how has that experience been for him oh i think like for us it's like really different because i work in a japanese company and then i use japanese like 90 percent of time at work mm-hmm. and then he worked in a military a navy base so he speak only english at work and then his community's friends is all mostly like american mm-hmm. uh, other than the church friends we have yeah and then so i think i understand i understand the japanese culture more and then I know, you know, in a certain situation, what are things that you shouldn't say or you should say or how you act or you bow. And yeah, so I think it's pretty clear to me, but it's not clear to him. So sometimes we have a bit of tension just because our understanding of the situation is different. <laughs> Do you really want him to really adapt and assimilate really well to Japanese society? I think I don't. Um, I will say I don't have that expectation, but then when it comes to time that I found he's acting weirdly, I think I do have that expectation. <laughs> okay, well, it, it definitely yeah. bothers you, it sounds like, so. Yeah, yeah, it does, but I know it's not his fault, it's like a cultural difference, but I just feel, oh, you should be more culturally sensitive and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're saying, because like, I'll have guests or visitors who come to Japan, and mm. their actions will just be like, to me, kind of, I don't know, they make me cringe or put my hand <laughs> up. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> You're just visiting, so it's fine. But like, mm-hmm. 
they're walking on the wrong side of the stairs or oh, yeah. they're being <laughs> noisy or they're they're eating where they shouldn't be eating yeah yeah <laughs> and I think, I think it never enters her mind but mm-hmm. but for me just um maybe it's kind of similar to how you're feeling kind of yeah yeah it's similar it's like that and also because we live here we have you know more interaction that we kind of have to make like daily so sometimes i will call like let's say electricity or like a uh, company or like hospital and so and then he will ask me to ask certain questions and then i know like when japanese people say like mm, or like mm, it's <laughs> like if they couldn't give like a direct yes it probably means no and then if they say oh they are busy and so i think it's pretty obvious no so you just like pick up the hand and say oh, okay thank you very much but then he'll be like oh you know, if they say they are busy right now doesn't mean that oh they are busy in the future as well so you should ask again or if like they say they they say no for this reason then you sh- you should ask like another way around so mm-hmm. yeah and i normally i feel like quite reluctant to ask for him because I know probably it's a higher chance that I'll get a no but sometimes yeah. I still ask and then sometimes we do get a result he wants does it does it make you feel like if you're if you fail you're he like feels like what are you doing you're being useless does it give you like a feeling of uselessness kind of or I don't feel I'm useless, but I just feel like embarrassed to ask these questions that people normally don't ask. Okay, okay. So yeah, we, we talked about this before, and I guess the interpreting causes some kind of tension, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's definitely been like maybe a fight or a talk afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we will because uh, he gets frustrated over a situation, and then I get frustrated over him. And then we will talk about it. And then we, yes, understand, oh, it's actually like a cultural difference. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been in that situation too. And like uh, mm-hmm. my girlfriend said, I'll never interpret for you again. Do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could kind of understand that frustration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe you've expressed those similar words before. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but But I really, when we talked about this before, I kind of, you know, took your your fiance's uh, perspective, though, that there mm. is a gray zone in Japan. And even though it's yeah. much thinner, you can yeah. mm. push and you can get what you want in certain situations, even mm-hmm. when it seems impossible, right? Yeah, I mean, that's just the mindset different. Because I think for Americans, like, they have this, like, can-do mindset, and then they would like to explore and then understand the potential. But then in Japan, it's more about you have to understand the context and then you kind of act as, act as what is expected. So I think that is the difference. But of course, like when you push it a bit further, sometimes you, you can get the result you want. Okay, okay. So I want to touch on, you mentioned the kind of gender roles or, or differences in hanging out with, with uh, friends of different genders. Mm, yeah, so like yeah. As, as a Taiwanese, do you feel like if a man a fiancé, a boyfriend, a husband is hanging out with female friends? Is that something a Taiwanese woman would just not accept or not like? Or uh, I think it's possible because uh, I used to live in Canada as well. So I know it's kind of normal that, you know, you have the friends from opposite gender. 
But then while I was like working in Taiwan a few years ago, like all my friends were female, and then you just don't hang out with people from opposite gender. And then now, like when he say, "Oh, I'm going out with my friend," I do ask, "Oh, is that a female?" And then he'll be like, "Is that important?" And then I know it's probably not that important, but I don't know why I still have this urge just to kind of check. <laughs> well, would he be okay if you're hanging out with friends who are guys? Will he be okay? Yeah, if you're hanging out. Oh with yeah, yeah. I think he will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you are you fine? I think I'm fine. But then if he keeps going out with the same girl many many times, maybe I will get a bit suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should <laughs> follow your instinct. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely a challenge, a cultural. Challenge right there, right? Yeah, yeah, but I think he understands that. So he kind of asked me beforehand, like, "Oh, would it be okay if I go out with her? Like, would it be okay if she comes as well? Would it be okay if she meets my parents?" Like, blah blah. Like, yeah, it's okay. Okay. So I wanna, I wanna know. Do you uh, foresee any cross-cultural challenges going into the future as as you guys move on from the engagement stage to the married stage? Yeah, I think.、Uh, I don't know what that would be, but I think there definitely would be some like cultural differences, and then how and we need to kind of overcome it. So,、uh, we do have a plan to move to the U.S. in the future. So,、um, yeah, and I mean, I live in Canada, but I feel the cultural is still different because、um, even just by hanging out with his friends and、uh, like being with him, I feel the American cultural is very dominant. Like.、Uh, It's not like someone is trying to impose something on you, but you just feel the the presence of American culture is so strong.、Mm-hmm. And while I was in Canada for eight years, I didn't feel any of that. So I could imagine more of this coming、uh, when we move to the U.S. and how I kind of need to learn to adapt to that situation as well. Is it kind of like an aggression? Would you say from the culture? Like,、uh, yeah, I think a little bit. Yes. Could you give me like just one example of such a situation where you felt American culture was dominating or aggressive toward? Yeah, I, I think American people are probably in general like more outspoken, like a、uh, very open. Well, I hope it's not stereotype, but then I think、uh, open about their opinion, expressing their feelings and stuff. So、yeah. while I'm meeting like his friends, they will be like. Talking about like of course news and what's going on, they reviewed about it, and、mm. you know like everyone. It seems like you you have to have certain opinion to to identify yourself,、yeah. and yeah. So I I feel that it's like very strong. While if like he meeting my friends, I think none of my friends will be talking about their political view, what they are pursuing, or what kind of yeah, business yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah. getting to. Yeah. It can it can be like really tiresome, I think.、Uh, oh yeah. To be in that situation where everyone、mm. wants to give you their opinion, right? <laughs> yeah, I am kind of a little bit.、Uh, I think scared. I don't know what that's gonna be like, but、uh-huh. uh, yeah. But I think definitely it's gonna be something different from what I used to ex-、uh, experience in Canada or in Japan, like where nobody really shares what they think. <laughs> Really think, yeah. Yeah, and on the other hand, though, like I've been in in situations with, like, I guess in Japan, where like we're in a group and no one gives an opinion, and <laughs> it's very like、uh, yeah. not interesting at all. Like, okay, 
Yeah, I have friends like that as well. So he married to a Japanese、uh, lady, and then he lived here a few years. Now he moved to another country because he said he just couldn't do it anymore. Like how in Japan, sometimes the the conversation really stays on the surface level,、mm-hmm. and then you cannot get into a deeper conversation, and then not have feel like real connection with the people here. For sure. So on that note,、uh, we'll wrap it up, and、okay. it, it sounds like balance is key. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so thanks for coming on, Sunny. I really appreciate. Yeah, thank you very much. And thanks to everybody for listening. So we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye.